0: welcome to on the record with tiffany there are heroes throughout san antonio men and women that go the extra mile to make lives better during the next hour you'll be inspired as we introduce you to these unsung heroes and now here's your host tiffany jones smith and we're back on 9 30 a.m the answer uh, with on the record with tiffany and kevin and today it's going to be reginald ballard uh, man, as we all know him from the Martin Show, and our one of our favorite local guests, uh, Dr. Raymond Bryant. He is the presiding elder of the San Antonio uh, District for the African Methodist Episcopal Church. Welcome, Reverend Bryant, and he's also a doctor. And he's the leader of the food is medicine movement. And we're here to talk about kidney health. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm glad to see everything that you've been doing with food is medicine. But I want to, before we get started on that, I'd like to know a little bit about let, tell our audience a little bit about why you're doing what you're doing. What made you decide, hey, we need to address health care with food?
1: The first uh, thing that made me make that decision is that it seems like almost every disease that plagues the African-American community starts with food. And that may be true for other communities as well, but definitely our food has been a problem for us for a long time. And, you know, I remember as a child going to family reunions and, and seeing amputees and wondering what happened to them and why that was, uh, an issue in our family. And, and as I grew, I began to understand that it was caused by diabetes, and it was impacting their health, not only uh, causing them to be amputees, but their kidneys and everything else. So uh, I realized that food was really important early on. But after COVID, it became really clear to me that we had a major problem and there were tremendous disparities for African-American people as it relates to health. And again, food seemed to be the primary culprit. And we participated in distributing food during COVID to families. And we started out by doing food from the food bank. And we realized that the food that we were distributing from the food bank was not really good for the people we were giving it to. Uh, they, the, the product was going to promote their sickness rather than help them in the midst of a major crisis. And so we made a decision that we were going to start organizing to grow our own food and to grow food that would be healthy and food that would help to heal our people versus giving them things that we knew were detrimental to their health.
0: Wow. That's a big leap to take. But how did you... Okay. Okay. First, I want to ask Reg. Reg, that cause, because because Doctor Doctor Brian Reginald is like a huge healthcare advocate, and his entire platform about healthcare is behind food because
2: yeah. he believes the
0: same thing. Y'all, are mission aligned on that. <laughs>
2: Funny you say that because soon as I got up this morning, you know I'm I come in here in the um in the den and my wife over there ironing. She uh she was talking. About, yeah, this book I'm reading uh says that you shouldn't have this, you shouldn't have that, and you shouldn't be drinking no, no, anything with diet stuff in it. You shouldn't be eating all this starch. You shouldn't be eating pastas and she just running it down to me. Then and then I did, I just text her now when you talking. I say. I'm talking to this doctor right now. It says food is medicine.
0: <laughs> 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 so that's oh, <laughs> so <I>,
1: cool, man.
2: <laughs> I wake up this morning getting hit with everything about, it, but you know, I I do. Um, we 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 try to eat healthy, man. Now that, uh, and it's crazy because my my cholesterol always has been. You know, high. So, you know, and me and my wife been doing vegan and vegetarian on and off, but I really stuck to it since Christmas. And I went and got my blood work done first time my cholesterol because um, uh, haven't been eating meat so my cholesterol was like everything was normal. I had I had numbers to spare. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had room to eat a couple of a couple of pieces to stay here and there, but you know. <laughs> But no, you know, and, and that's the truth because, um, what Steve Jobs said, um, you know, um, uh, uh, what he said, eat your food or you'll be eating your medicine that's food, something like that. So you, you do have to, I believe I'm, 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 a big advocate of, of, of incorporating a lot of more green, uh, leafy vegetables. You know, I want to have more of that on my plate than I would have meat protein, you know. And you know, food is a, a, a major component of illness. You know, the, the more junk you put in your body, the more body junk you are gonna have in it. <laughs> if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. I'm glad. I'm glad I get. I, I got to meet you, um, uh, Dr. Brian because you know, I, I I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say.
0: He's a pretty uh, amazing guy because in order to do what Dr Bryan is doing. That it sounds simple. Oh, you just all you have to do is just tell people that they (laughs) that they need to eat more vegetables. But Dr Bryan actually began to build gardens at churches across the city (laughs) on the east side of San Antonio and piloting So when he started doing that, you know, I I I'll let you tell it, but tell him about teaching people how to cook the food and he just has come up with an entire program so that it really will have the impact that needs it needs to have.
1: Yeah, when our our biggest issue with us as a people is we don't like anything. Uh, Mm -hmm. When we talk about eating healthy, people immediately shut down because they automatically assume that eating healthy means you're not going to have anything you like. Yeah, it's not going to
0: taste good.
1: Yeah, it doesn't taste good. But but our reality is uh, most people have never tried things that are healthy. They've only eaten what they grew up eating. And yeah. because they grew up eating things, they think that that's all that there is. But our reality is as we grow healthy food in the garden, we also know that we have to teach people how to prepare it. And teaching them how to prepare it means that we actually prepare it and let them eat it. Because, mm-hmm. uh, once you try it, you go, oh, uh, I that's didn't know totally that. And, and it, it's a it's a game changer if you actually prepare the food and let people eat it. And and so um, I think that, that a big deal really is to invite people to the garden uh, to help them see how you grow the food. But then after you grow it, you teach them to harvest it. And after you teach them to harvest it, you also have to teach them to cook it and how to prepare it healthy. Uh, I laugh all the time about how people eat broccoli. While broccoli is good for you, when the first thing you do is take out the salt and then you add a stick of butter to it and then you put cheese on it, it's the the same
0: product. (laughs) (laughs) You just negated everything that's good about the broccoli.
1: (laughs) And and that's kind of what we do is, is the way we prepare it uh we actually uh, can make anything unhealthy and so so i think yeah. that it's important to teach people how to prepare food in healthy ways but also it has to be good it has to taste good uh has to be good to you as well as good for you and then it's easier to sell them on the idea of making the change and and doing the necessary things to improve their diets but it's a challenge because people won't even try things. And then they try okay. and they go, oh, that's good. Yeah.
0: So how? Yeah.
1: Go
2: ahead she learned how to uh, prepare raw vegan meals. And she made me a raw wow. vegan tacos. The best tacos I ever had in my life, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was all raw vegan. I was like, wow, are you serious? I mean, she put it in the the wrap it was the uh cabbage wrap you know the for the taco shell and all oh man it was so good and um you know like you said it's it, it, it's a it's a habit it's just like in football you know now you can't hit with your helmet no more you have to hit with your shoulder so you have to teach you have to teach you know athletes now you can't go in there full blazing with your helmet you have to do shows now and it's like food it's, it's like you say you people especially now community it's used to fried stuff and used to gravy. I, I always joke, I say, man, you come to Texas, like at California, you, you you go to any, any restaurant and you have vegan options. You go to Texas, it's like, you know, you ask them for a steak, they actually want, I mean, you ask for a salad, they ask you if you want gravy on it. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I go to in and out Burger out here. "I want, I want a, I want a, uh, a vegetable. Uh, I want a veggie burger." They already know what it is. They'll, they'll, they'll make the In-N-Out burger just like the In-N-Out burger. They just don't put the meat in it. We went to Texas, and we said, "We want a, a, a veggie burger. We want a, a um, you know, In-N-Out burger without the meat."
0: You don't want the meat? <laughs> That's Texas. man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't even have it on the menu, and they should. Texas
2: is a big meat state, you know. So yeah, um, of our people, we haven't learned how to eat healthy because, you know, it, it don't taste right because we're used to the uh, the butters and the, the salts and the and the, the fried oils and stuff like that, you know, and then that leads to our, you know, the diabetes and leads to the kidney problems and the heart problems because high blood pressure because of the, you know, the, the food that we put in our mouth.
0: There are plant-based butters. You know,
2: yeah, I, yep. I, um, yesterday, I used some last night. I made some. I made a um, uh, some stuff, and I used my my daughter because my daughter is dairy. You know, she can't have any dairy, and mm-hmm. uh, she can't have any uh, gluten either. So you know, bread is out for my daughter, and um, you know, butters and you know, milk and stuff, and you know, she's slim and healthy. You know, people say something wrong with her because she can't eat bread. Hey, like, we probably don't supposed to be eating gluten, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> letting her know if she's listening, she's not just eating past it. You know, a lot of us are uh, lactose intolerant, but we still drink and eat milk and ice cream because we just eat past it. And feeling you know? sick.
0: <laughs> feeling sick the entire time. You know, I still so, do it.
2: Well, you want to know why you're always farting all the time? Just because <laughs>
0: you're <the milk? laughs> Because your body is not meant to have it. (laughs) But when you... So how did you... You know, there's always the subject of trusted agency. Getting people to actually make those changes. That's not a simple endeavor. And to me, like the church is really a great place to spearhead something like that because you are trusted agents in the community. I've watched other programs. I mean, we all, in every single city across the United States, there are food banks. Every city has food banks. You you mentioned the food bank earlier. We are doing a special campaign at Texas Kidney Foundation to get your kidneys checked. It is called Silent But Deadly because kidney disease is a silent but deadly killer. And we need you to go to our website, silentbutdeadly.org, take a 12-question test, and we will send you a kit to your house. Get your kidneys checked at silentbutdeadly.org. But the idea of teaching people how to cook better, other, other food banks have tried it. It has not caught on in the way that one would expect it to because I believe because of the trusted agency piece that has to be there. You can't just be somebody who's walking in and saying, this is what you need to do. You actually have to be a part of that community because the people who are, I mean, it's just a statistical fact. The people who are closest to the problem are the people who need to fix the problem. It's not gonna be somebody else walking into black and brown communities to help them fix the problem of, of, uh, obesity and the food that we're eating. It's, it's us. We actually have to learn how to cook the right food and learn it from somebody who understands what the spices and things are that we like to eat. So how are you able to do that, like pull people in and, because uh, I see people showing up to you. They they give away all the food for free, Reg. Yeah. Grow all the food, give it away to people. And uh you know, I went over there and got me some food too. <laughs> It up, and I did it right. I cooked it up right. I didn't, I didn't put bacon in there <laughs> or anything ridiculous. <laughs> and it tastes different. It Even tastes different. Like it tastes different from what you're buying at the store.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Know, I think that literally. that it is important to uh, to to have access to it. And so even when. The food bank is trying to do cooking demonstrations. The mm-hmm. food that they bring to you is not the food that they're cook- doing the demonstration with. And so, so, so you can't, yeah. you can't tell me how to prepare something that you're not giving me or yeah. you're not bringing to me. And therefore, I think that, that, that that's always an issue because they spend the money and, and they have a tendency to always give you starch. They want to bring pasta, potatoes, rice, beans. And so the things that they bring are all starch and they all promote, uh, diabetes. And, and so that's the beginning of everything when we, when we start on that pathway. But the way to, to get people to try new things, um, as a pastor, uh, I was always, um, People couldn't believe that I told the people at the last church that I was the pastor of they would serve no more fried chicken. That was not going down. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and and they didn't know that and that I, was,
0: I bet that was a fight. <laughs> <laughs> people were probably ready to throw down on you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> was, in the beginning they didn't, I think that they thought that I was just joking. But then they realized that there was no menu that had chicken. And when, even if they wanted to cater it, uh, I would tell them, you can't have fried chicken. Uh, we're eliminating that. Uh, baked, okay. but But we're not doing fried chicken. And then we're going to also make sure that every menu we have will be at least semi-help, and it's going to pay attention to the reality of the people that we serve. And if half the people coming to this event are diabetic, then the food we serve needs to reflect that we understand that. And 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 so all of the cakes, the peach cobbler's, the oatmeal raisin cookies. Uh, <laughs> Because you could tell who would go get the cookies first. They were the diabetics. They were the first ones to get them. And, and so, so, so we had to start eliminating things that we knew were bad. No more donuts for breakfast. No, none of that. You eliminate all of that. And, and exactly. And over time, uh, people came to expect to find fruit versus um, the other things. And and so. So you just have to make a conscious decision that you're going to change. And then you gradually implement the change. You don't just throw everything out at once, but, but you work your way up to a place where, where what you're doing is going to promote health rather than undermine
0: it. And you've been listening to On The Record with Tiffany and Kevin, with our special host, uh, Reginald Ballard, kidney advocate, and of the famed uh, Martin Show, and our wonderful guest, Dr. Raymond Bryant. And come back and listen, because we're going to talk about food is medicine and what you can do in your community to bring a garden to you. Check us out at On The Record With Tiffany on YouTube. And all you have to do is look up on the record with Tiffany and you will get to listen to us talk about freedom, opportunity, growth, and progress. If you like what we're talking about, or if you don't, check us out on YouTube, on the record with Tiffany, and listen to what we have to say. Cause we can guarantee you we're going to spark some debate at your house just like at ours.
1: What are some of the projects you're working on and, and so the direction now, that you're taking? So, one of the generation? things I took
0: stock on was, was healthcare access and <clears throat> actually providing healthcare access. So, we have the, and I felt strongly, I wanted, you know, through some other people that I was working with, the social venture partners of San Antonio, I got some advice from one of the leaders some of the leadership there to that that I needed to go smaller. And boy I didn't want to hear that. I didn't want to hear that. But but they were correct. And so what I did was um honed down and took all of my resources, um, the resources that I could gather. and focused them on Bear County and said okay we'll do uh we're going to do early detection early detection is is the key to to slowing down or stopping any disease and it's especially the key to chronic kidney disease so i was like okay we're going to do we're going to uh concentrate the 8000 uh kids that we have in Bear County. And so we did. Okay. And that ended up being, so by going small, we ended up going big because that ended up being the largest uh, study of, of its kind in a single county uh, that's ever been done in the United States. So what we're doing right here in this concentrated area will provide all kinds of data and information because of the cross- because of the uh, the diversity of the people here, the people populations and groups that we have mm-hmm. in in Texas, so in in Bear County, and uh, you know all of the county commissioners, but it was a bipartisan effort. The the county commissioners agreed unanimously that this was something that uh, they would support. Yeah, I'm just focusing in on the things that I'm put on this earth to do. You have to live a purpose-driven life. I have to live a purpose-driven life because without Christ, there is nothing else. I'm a Christian and I live by that ethos. So I won't be divided in the things that I'm doing. My purpose and my path are set And I'm I'm following it. Good deal.
2: And so, you know, we're at that time, right? So really uh, want people to get a different perspective. Uh, we're not unique. We're not special. Right. I know uh, plenty of people mm-hmm. who look like us, who have our belief systems. Right. And so this is a big shout out to all you Republicans out there who uh, need to reach out to the African-American community. Right. We're far more conservative than you think or believe. And we
0: are more alike than, than we different. are different. Yeah. That's the whole premise of On the Record with Tiffany is that we are more alike then we are different and hopefully you saw some things uh to, today that help you understand that how how we yeah. uh, relate to one another so
2: in the words um, of the left my republican friends do you have a black ally out there somewhere a real black ally who uh who understands the nuance and complexities of what it is to be a conservative and to be African American in America
0: yeah uh we have to work together. And we really, we truly are more alike than we are today. Um Nobody is all one thing. So let's look at all of our, our differences and accept them for what they are. And you've been listening to On the Record with Tiffany on 930 AM The Anthem. We are doing a special campaign at Texas Kidney Foundation to get your kidneys checked. It is called Silent But Deadly because kidney disease is a silent but deadly killer. And we need you to go to our website, silentbutdeadly.org, take a 12-question test, and we will send you a kit to your house. Get your kidneys checked at silentbutdeadly.org org and we're back with on the record with Tiffany and Kevin and we're talking about food is medicine. Reginald, what were you saying? Yeah you no know, just- I was
2: talking about you talking about food and, and I was I was looking at the different uh, uh, schools across the world where they feed their their, their students, I mean uh, the kids and you know I don't know if you can see it, but like stuff like in Brazil mm-hmm. you know, in Brazil you know that that that, that's that the looks food. beautiful. That's lunch lunch in, in Brazil, and then you have um, different places like um, uh, Italy. You have this just the food that they have over there. So you see it mm-hmm. for their kids, and then and look when they at the come colors
0: on that on those plates. And look at the and colors. A lot, of, a
2: lot of a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruit. You know, uh, some some countries don't even have uh, meat. But look at American diet. Look what they give our kids. It's brown. So you know, yeah, we mm-hmm. get a cookie. They get a. We only want to have a cookie, a uh, uh, processed fruit cup, peas, mashed potatoes, and chicken nuggets. <laughs> and the
0: amount when you start looking at the amount of sugar that's in all of that.
2: <laughs> and and, and sodium. You can tell the country by the way it treats the kids. You know, and, and and the way that we are brought up. We brought up from 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 jump to eat wrong. You know, I mean, you go to the. Our mm-hmm. cafeterias, you, know, you have pizzas, you have jello and you, you know the the, the processed foods. Of across the world, you see those countries, they have a lot of greens and vegetables on the on, on on the plate, real fruit, not fruit cups, you know, real grapes and, and 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 things like that. So, you know, and then you wonder why we, you know, when I was a kid, you didn't hear about kids having diabetes as much as you have them, as much as you have kids now. You have little kids elementary school, junior high school, or diabetic. You know, OB. Yep. You know, see that. You, know, you didn't see nobody in the 70s on Soul Train was OB. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope.
0: No, and and no, people weren't you. people weren't dying of diabetes. Oh, that you no, didn't, no. You, like if somebody, if somebody had diabetes when we were kids, that was a huge deal. There was not there weren't a whole bunch of kids with diabetes. There was like one kid in the school with it, you know, like, and, and everybody knew about it. And it was a huge, huge thing. It, now, people dying of, of diabetes, like we're, this weekend, we're going to bury my cousin. And she, uh, she had diabetes. She had nine strokes. 50 years old 50 years old she shouldn't have that that should not that should not have happened and it's not only was it you know not only was her death something that speaks to the the food that we eat but it also speaks to the the poor quality of health care that is received by black and brown people because uh her mother found her foaming at the mouth the, she called the ambulance, the ambulance comes out, they, uh, they get her back to where she's responding, and they left her there. So the next day, by morning time, her mom goes in and she's completely unresponsive. She's had nine strokes, and, uh, you know, never came back from it. You know, and the 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 way that the the hospital folks talk to her about her, you know, needing to go ahead and and uh, move move her off of the machines and stuff. That it's bad enough that your your child is gone. So that's that's something that nobody wants to experience. But then to to kind of be as eh, let's, let's move this down the road yeah, well you know it's like, <laughs> wow this whole thing is messed up
2: and, and, and like you know the doctor was saying you know it, it a lot of stuff could be preventative you know like they always talking about preventative medicine you know yep. but you know by preventative you know nutrition you know so I think a lot of it has to do with, like you say, what, what we put in our mouths every day. And, you know, to get, to break that hat, it's hard. You just can't tell, like you say, you can't tell nobody just, this was you're supposed to do. I mean, it, it, it's a process. You have to build up to it. You know, sometimes you, you might can substitute, uh, one thing for something helpful, you know, and, yeah. and just keep, and after a while you get used to it and you start, like now i don't even crave certain things that i used to do you know like like i i I never had a drink i never drink alcohol in my life never had a drink in my life so i don't even think about drinking because i never had it before you know so um then i I stopped eating pork like when i was in the eighth grade i never i never ever somebody put a a pork chop in front of me man i have no desire to eat it because i (laughs) i stopped in the eighth grade so, you know, but my my bad thing is the ice creams and stuff. That's what I have to keep up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if I found that Ben and Jerry's peanut butter cup ice cream, I'd be real Put me and slip there and do it, but I'm getting, I'm getting a little bit better because I used to do it all the time. Now I might do it maybe once a month or something like that, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I need to just cut it out because somebody, I heard it, one doctor also say, you know, somebody said, well, you can do everything in moderation. He said, well, can you do cocaine in moderation?
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> so sugar, sugar is very, uh, you know, you got, <laughs> it feels like I mean, that, right?
2: For <laughs> example, somebody, he say, this is, uh vegan, but that's extreme. He said, no, let me show you extreme. And he went he's a heart doctor, he wouldn't show the person open-heart surgery, and they snatch his fat out of the artery. He said, now that's, that's extreme. Yes. <laughs> that's yeah. extreme, you know. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: yeah, and, and uh, you know, I, I think that these things all, you know, as, like right now, we're pushing legislation in the state of Texas, and we're doing a good job. But I, I will say that uh, early detection and prevention needs to begin, with hospital systems and doctors because right now our hospitals are places where, where people go to die, where people go for, for illnesses. And it, hospitals really should be places where health, good health is being promoted and you are getting better. You know, doctors should be places where you go where good health is being promoted and you're getting better. but nobody is being rewarded or compensated for good health. They're rewarded and compensated for infections, amputations, blindness, for major illnesses. That is where the money is in that's the, that's the, the uh, medical model, medical payment model. And so, you know, we got two. We got some things working against us because if if I'm going to be compensated for you being sick, I'm not necessarily going to work too hard to get you unsick.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so that, that so Sorry. that takes it back to the reality yeah. that it has to start with us. With us, <laughs> it has to start in the family. Yeah, uh, in the church, you can help to promote family health, and it should be in the schools, in the elementary, yeah. in kindergarten, mm-hmm. we should be teaching them how to eat and how to live and how to be healthy. And so we used to teach health, but health was never really about uh, helping you be healthy uh, completely. And I think that uh, you're talking about food. You're talking about food as medicine. Our reality is Uh, You know, we talk about drug addiction, but our food addiction is the biggest problem in our country. Uh, Fentanyl, yes, killing people, but people die every day because of their diet. Uh, We're we're not acknowledging that the kidney disease was created by diet, that the heart attack caused by Diet, that the stroke was caused by diet, that, that where we are is because of what we have eaten. We're literally eating ourselves to death.
0: Yes, and we and,
1: and we're killing ourselves with food. And, and and we want to point out the alcoholic, we want to point out the drug addict, but the food that we can't stop eating is really a major problem and 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 i think that that people have a hard time admitting that they are addicted to grease got to have that french fry got to have the ice cream got to have the cookie and so 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 we have serious sugar addiction we have mm-hmm. serious addictions to all kinds of food and yeah. i think that that we don't recognize it as such we don't call it what it is, and because mm-hmm. we don't, we still live in denial of the reality that we're eating ourselves to death. And our primary problem is food—the kind of food that we eat and how we approach uh, just what we call living. You yeah. know, we think that that eating a bunch of crazy stuff is uh, is having a good time, yep. when in fact. Uh, we, we celebrate with food we celebrate with food look in our family everything centers around food mother's day they ain't talking about church they talking about what's going to be on the menu for lunch <laughs> Easter. they ain't talk about jesus they want to know are we having turkey and dressing mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true Thanksgiving, we ain't giving thanks we want to know what
0: the menu is <laughs> yeah.
1: yep
0: yeah,
2: yeah. and we
0: don't yeah. think we're addicted to this i will tell you like uh you know i gained some weight during the pandemic as many did <laughs> and so i was like okay i was like okay let me let me fix this and as soon as, so I started looking at, okay, what are the, what are the ways that, you know, I used to be really heavy and I, I lost 187 pounds of like 13 years ago. And so I, I went back and looked at, okay, what did I do and how did I do that? Well, one of the things that I did was, was unplugged from television. I, I stopped watching TV, stopped watching TV. And I thought I'd just stop watching TV for like three months. Or three weeks or something like that. And it ended up being, uh, three years, three or four years that, that I watched no television. But I did that. So started dialing back television, uh, which I, I never went back to watching a bunch of TV. So it wasn't a, a, a problem to pull, pull back from television. And then I, uh, I did intermittent fasting. So I would eat in a window. And so I started moving myself back to that. That's that's what I've been doing for the last, probably month or so. And as soon as I said, okay, no, no sugary drinks. Like no sweet tea, none of that. Check us out at On The Record With Tiffany, on YouTube and all you have to do is look up On The Record with Tiffany and you will get to listen to us talk about freedom, opportunity, growth, and progress. If you like what we're talking about or if you don't, check us out on YouTube, On The Record with Tiffany and listen to what we have to say because we can guarantee you we're going to spark some debate at your house just like at ours. And start putting that out. I thought I was about to die. I had headaches. I had all this stuff, and I was like, "What is wrong with me? Like, what's what's going on with me?" It was the sugar. Yes. Because I was so used to drinking those sweet teas and and uh, the sugary drinks. I wasn't drinking a bunch of sodas, but as soon as I started pulling back from that, I really saw like how addicted. To sugar, I really was, and I didn't did, I, I. never saw myself as addicted to something like that, uh, but but that's exactly what it was. I mean, I I literally had headaches for like two or three days <laughs> before I could feel the goodness of the water that was going into my body. <laughs> I was like, now you know when I take a sip of water. And I re- it feels good. It feels refreshing. I thought I was, that first three days I was like, "Lord Jesus, carry me through," because <laughs> I can't do it.
2: <laughs> but actually, I, I'm gonna tell you. Something. Uh, actually, doctor, um, I um I was listening to this guy the other day, and you know, because I am diabetic, and um, he was saying about uh, fruit. He said, you know, diabetics. Should eat a lot of fruit. Just going a to total fruit diet. I say, well, that'll make your sugar go up. He say, you know, he was saying no. He say, I'm telling you, he say it, 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 it the, the kind of glucose that's that the fruit sugar put in your pancreas is different than the than the, the sugar that you know refined sugar. And he was saying this, saying that, and I tried it, and I was just doing. I'm doing the the, the same thing, and I noticed my blood sugar levels are low, and that's amazing because. I was eating fruit before and it was making my sugar go up. But I was eating other things with it.
0: <laughs> it's the combinations of the fruit. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, all, the, so yeah. yeah. That. Mm-hmm. I eat this, I'm, I'm doing this, this fruit thing and my sugar's is like, boom. Mm, I'm like, wow. You know, so it, it, it's amazing how many, how, you know, the, the, the information that we don't have when it comes to nutrition. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they started off a food pyramid You know anything that got milk they got milk is like on top of the food pyramid in in the united states you know and and that's one of the worst things to put in your body now (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. is milk doesn't cause mucus right Mm -hmm. so you know we we started off in 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 the education part of of nutrition started off at you know behind the gun and then
0: and they're still putting out poor poor information on on nutrition Still putting it out because, because- and,
1: and, and that's because, uh, in a capitalistic society, there you go. Everything is about <laughs> the money, and so nobody gives; they don't care about your health. They no. care about selling their products, and and that's the real issue: is that that we're being sold products that are not good for us, but they're only good for the economy of the company selling the product. And Mm -hmm. so, so, so part of what we have to understand is that uh, I'm sure that there is some good in most products, but our reality is we need to know what we need to be healthy ourselves. Yes. So we have to look at what's required for us to be in good health and, and we really need to talk to nutritionists and we also need to understand that all of our bodies are different. All of our bodies mm-hmm. will respond differently to different right. things. And so right. uh so I think that it's important to note that uh I I know that fruit has sugar in it, but the sugar in the fruit is not a problem if you're not sneaking candy bars. Yeah, hey. <laughs> You know, the the problem the problem
2: with the
0: problem with what we call sugar in uh other things is that it's actually high fructose corn syrup what you're talking about Reginald, is natural sugar that is in fruit and that is your body can process that high fructose corn syrup however your body does not process that well and it is in everything and it is certainly it certainly has the addictive properties that we're talking about uh no one that that puts high fructose corn syrup in their products will say that it has addictive properties but, but uh one can only assume that it does because every time you're eating something <laughs> that, that for any length of time that has it in there uh you, and you stop then that's when you find out that it, that it does but i i support what you're saying because and so does, uh, there's a lot of statistical data that supports what you're saying about yeah. uh, food and the yeah. importance of eating whole natural foods. Yeah.
2: Oh, what were you gonna say, I, have, saying, I right? a, question. a question too for Dr. Brent. Um, I, I was telling Tiffany, I think last week, we talking about, me and Kevin, I think, talking last week about, uh, my wife is reading this book about uh, eating, according to your blood type you know mm-hmm. you, you heard that um yeah because yes. like I, i'm 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 a positive and they yeah. say a positive people are not meat eaters because we don't have the protein our stomach to break the meat down you right. know and uh so yeah would with, 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 with you tell us about you know something about you know is, is that something that you know
1: is becoming more in the forefront now so um uh, there are books written in the eighties that I've read about mm-hmm. eating according to your blood type, because your blood type matters, and uh, and what your body needs matters. That's why I say all of us are different, and so mm-hmm. so um, so because I'm old, uh, I need meat, <laughs> and uh, right, right, right. my body, uh, in order for me to be healthy, I need meat every now and then in order for everything to work the way it's supposed to work. But there are other body blood types that that do not require meat that you should be mm-hmm. vegetarian and you should be able to to be really healthy, uh not eating meat. But uh, they type
2: you know, O meat eaters. They say type O blood
1: type is straight meat That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they have to have, so <laughs> have, <to> have <laughs> meat
0: and mm-hmm. in,
1: uh, in order to be healthy. And so, right, right, right. so so I I just had a physical uh, i still eat meat i don't eat meat every meal i don't eat meat all the time but but i eat meat and so my cholesterol is not high uh all my blood is normal um i think my a1c is like 4.1 and uh right. and so so i don't you know it but but it is i bet, the blood you, I bet you, don't
2: know you i bet you don't, i bet you don't know your
1: kidney number um, <laughs> I, I don't, but I was told that everything was my getting Okay, ADFR. we
0: need to we need to know your EGFR. I don't care if they t- yeah. now. I have said this, and I will say this to you okay. and to everybody that's listening to us. It is not an acceptable answer that everything is okay if there is a number attached to blood work, to uh, and especially the estimated glomerular filtration rate. That's your eGFR and your albumin creatinine ratio uh, your albumin to creatinine ratio you need to know what those numbers are you don't want to hear it's okay and the reason why you don't want to hear that is because kidney disease is not diagnosed until stages 3 until you're in stage 3 for 3 months that means that you can be in stages 1 Two and three and be seen, have your practitioners see that, and they're not going to say anything to you. It is the only discipline where that is done and that is considered best practices. Any other illness, if it were cancer or anything else, and they saw you in stage one two or three and did not report it to the patient, the patient, you know, that would be considered negligence. But in kidney disease, it's best practices. That's why I stop everybody. (laughs) I know it sounds terrible, but it's the truth. That's why I stop everybody. Anytime somebody tells you you, your numbers are good, no. Go back. Talk to them. Because by the time you're in stage 3 of kidney disease, you've lost nearly 50%. And sometimes it's over 50% of your kidney function. And that is, a, that is not okay. That's not good numbers. I don't care what they have to say. That's a good business model number. It's not a good number for you and your health and the quality of your life. So do not accept that as an answer. I don't care how nice your doctor is, how much you like him, how great he, she, he or she is. I'm sure they are great. I'm sure they are wonderful. You need to know the number.
1: And, and I do have all the numbers. I just don't remember. Okay.
0: I'm not <laughs> messing with you. I'm not messing with you, Dr. Brian. No like I'm just telling my, my, the people that are listening. Okay. Thank you, gentlemen, for you know
2: being how to, here. You ought know
0: to put it up if you know had to, right? Pull <laughs> oh, it up. I'm, I'm the <laughs> <right now. laughs> looking at it now. <laughs> um, you've been listening to On the Record with Tiffany and Kevin and uh thank you Reginald Barrett for being here and for for talking with us today and lending oh, yes. your voice to kidney advocacy because uh it is it is us we are the we are the ones that uh have to empower people to know what the numbers are what their options are things like healthy food and that uh people are eating more more vegetables. People are eating well and living well because of it. And thank you, Dr. Brian, for everything that you're doing to improve our community and to bring better health, good food, and promoting families, because that really is, it, it can be a family affair to do this. So you've been listening to On The Record with Tiffany and Kevin here on 9.30 AM, the answer. You've been enjoying On the Record with Tiffany. We encourage you to share these stories with friends and family. You can listen to other shows by going to 930amtheanswer.com. And join us next week for On the Record with Tiffany on 930am The Answer. Check us out at On the Record with Tiffany on YouTube. And all you have to do is look up On the Record with Tiffany and you will get to listen to us talk about freedom opportunity, growth, and progress. If you like what we're talking about, or if you don't, check us out on YouTube, on the record with Tiffany, and listen to what we have to say, because we can guarantee you we're going to spark some debate at your house, just like at ours.